0: This is my first episode of A Daydreamer's Delight. I'm your host, Walter Garrity. Today I wanted to talk about one of the dreams I had recently. Maybe, like, go into detail on what happened in it. And, I don't know, just talk about what's been happening in my, like, life recently, I guess. Not much because of quarantine, obviously. Quarantine's had me on lockdown but I'm still finding ways to make connections and finding ways to talk to my friends and trying to keep it together during this hard time. Um, this dream, I wrote down in notes right after I had it because I keep, I keep forgetting it. I keep forgetting my dreams. The more I write it down, the more I kind of like remember certain parts of the dream, like really vividly. And with that, like I woke up and I remembered bits and pieces a lot of bits and pieces because I, I woke up twice the first time i woke up i still had it fresh in my mind and was still thinking about it when i went back to sleep and then i went back to sleep and it just carried on for another three hours because i woke up at 7 a.m and went back to bed at uh probably 7 a.m woke up at like ten thirty, but uh so it started off in a fraternity house. It felt like a giant mansion. Kind of like a Hogwarts, but in America on the coast of Maine. It was on a cliff. Um I said it was a 50s or 60s mansion. I have a ton of stuff written down in my notes about it. Um I said it reminded me of my new fraternity house, which is a uh, Delta Sigma Phi, you uh, know, University of Iowa. We just got a new house. It's got green vittens on the front. And it's a nice stone building with windows on the second floor and top floor. But this one felt bigger and grander. They uh, had a lobby with a concierge there, too, which I found kind of crazy. Not not in the actual fraternity house, but in the dream. Um, It was a magic school. So I was training at a super low level there. And I, I guess it was kind of like Hogwarts. I don't remember a lot of the training, actually. But I know that I was training magic, and you couldn't leave the mansion past a specific time in a spe- specific curfew. Um, especially if you were too low level, which I was at the time. And uh, we were at this pier during the day, and then we like a little field trip to this pier that was. It was pretty cool. It had a Ferris wheel at the end of it. It uh. It was pretty plain though. It was like a fun place, but I lost my hat there. So I was about to go to bed and I went, I got back up and I went to go find my hat. The whole place was full of magic and it was too much of a distraction. So I decided I had to leave to go get my hat. Me and my roommates were waiting to sneak past the concierge and uh, we did. And then I kind of cut the dream cut to me at this waterfront with this Guy sitting at the waterfront outside his house. Um, The house in my head was kind of like definitely a beach house. One room beach house is the best way to describe it. It had a little pier and it was right off the beach with like the waterfront and stuff. So the guy that was sitting there knew about the magic school and had his son practicing magic at the same time. I think this... This part of me, I, I thought about this guy earlier, but it was somebody that went to my summer camp uh, when I was a counselor and he told me that his dad had been trying to get him in because the summer camp was pretty top tier. His dad had been saying uh, or his dad was a painter and tried getting him into the summer camp uh, by painting the whole entire summer camp. And I thought that was kind of insane. I I thought about it like two or three days before I had this dream. And I guess that must've just popped up because the dad was trying to make this son practice magic to get into this magic school. But uh, anyways, the son wasn't really relevant during the dream. The dad was more relevant teaching me how to do um, magic. And uh, after searching the whole beach for my hat, I decided I knew I'd be like crucified for leaving. So I said, okay. I'm going to talk to the dad, and I talked to the dad, and he taught me a majority of my magic, so I I learned a lot of magic during that whole experience, or, like, enough to, like, battle people and, like, understand a little more. I was kind of powered up, which was nice. I was, like, pretty happy about it. I wrote in my notes the morning of, my magic was too powerful for such a low rank. I went back. I'm I'm assuming I snuck past the concierge or just went through my window or something because I wasn't really remembering all of this at the time that I woke up. We were back in the dorm room, and my whole entire dorm room had to be emptied out because I'd cheated and gone past everybody. They found out. Yeah, it was emptied out because I was too powerful for such a low rank. There were two kids below uh, the stairs of the old fraternity. It's kind of like a... What it looked like was a dorm room, but with, like, six bunk beds and then just, like, a staircase going up. And it had, like, a little Harry Potter door type thing under it. And through that, there was a well. The concierge uh, heard the two kids. And he put down a rope for the kids to grab. One of the kids, like, came up really easily. He looked, uh, like, in his eyes, he looked possessed. His eyes were, like, black and bloodshot. It was kind of crazy. And then... For some reason during the dream, I went into the pit and I was like down there in a third person perspective and I see this one kid, uh, he's like near the rope and he's like in this dark sewer and he's looking right ahead of him and there's this kind of open slot where there's a golem-esque, golem from Lord of the Rings, <laughs> there's a golem-esque character just staring right back at him, like speaking a language to him. I assumed he was a villain, but he didn't He didn't even show up later. He was kind of just like a bad creature who was there. But the other kid goes up, his eyes are black, and then his head just like explodes as soon as he gets upstairs. And I, I don't know why. I, I really still don't know why. I don't know why that happened. Because I kind of blanked that out, but I wrote it in my notes, so it must have happened. Yeah, and then I said I woke up back to reality and then I went back to bed and then I was back at the pier. There were some enemies coming towards the pier and they were like, there was one witch in specific that I remember, she was floating above the water coming at like a great pace. My friend was telling me, one of the friends from the dorm was telling me that, my, that she wasn't powerful yet so we all went into the water and battled her. I was using this cool like aura thing that I had with my hand to suck the life out of her and then healing myself at the same time, it was pretty cool. The fight in my head took like 30 minutes, but I'm sure it couldn't have been that long. It was pretty tough though. I remember shooting kind of like this this black like ray at her and then using like a light ray to heal myself at the same time while she was attacking me because I didn't obviously didn't want to die from her. At one point I decided to mount her and I just like, the witch was, like, bald and stuff, so I just, like, screwed off her head, and there's this glowing ball of light just, like, inside there, and I take it out, and there's this, like, it looks like a drain with, like, green goo just going into it, like, the bottom of her head is just, like, a, a straight drain, and I take a bite of the glowing ball, and I just smash it. But yeah, that's that was the majority of the dream There were small insights into my life, like like the painter, like the painter's dad. Which is obviously like an insight on that one kid I had met. But other than that, in the fraternity house, I really don't know where all the ideas came from. I I think some of them came from some of the video games I've been playing lately. Like I know that the I know that the witch and the magic I was using came from a video game character that I've been playing with, more from Overwatch, but other than that, I really don't know where anything else came from. I don't know, it was pretty cool though. I had fun with it. Other than that, on the daily, I've just been working out, drinking coffee, trying to stay sane. I've been talking to my friends a lot about just, like, a lot of things. My friend Otto in uh, Slovenia, we've been talking about anime a lot recently. I started this one anime. I think anime is very cool, but, like, I'm a screenwriter, so I I really, like, am intrigued by that type of stuff, like, and I'm in cinema, too. The, the way that anime does things, you can't really get the same effect from any other cgi or real thing anime is the only style where you can really make these like um, absurdly unrealistic monsters feel real in the world that they are in Uh, i've been watching this one called parasite and it's it's about um these aliens who are like infecting it's it's not like the most original plot like these aliens are coming down and they're infecting like humans bodies on earth the way that the monsters form and the way that they look they have like small eyeballs but they're also like vain monsters and they can form like metallic things with their arms that look like knives and shields and they try to like keep cover within it i just think that If any TV show that was, like, a reality TV show or, well, not reality, but action realistic TV show tried to do that with CGI within, like, the same time span, I don't think they could go as far with the story. I don't think they could do the same thing. I'd like to try and make something eventually where they do the same type of thing, but the amount of, like, story and plot that they go through within the succession of, like, 20-minute episodes is absurd. I mean I really I really like it though. I think it's cool. I wish I wish I knew how to encapsulate that because even like an Avengers movie, like even even like most T V shows, it's hard for them to change location and change um like surroundings so quickly in a way that the viewer can actually like look at it and be like, Yeah, this is plausible for the story and not just totally absurd. Maybe it's the character interactions, because I think that that, in that show especially, the way that the characters act, it's so emotionally heightened that we feel like anchored to certain characters and anchored into the reality of the world, while still discovering these things that are totally just outlandish and that we'd never see otherwise. I'm gonna have a sip of my coffee here. put two espresso shots in this today so that i could actually like try to think a little bit and not just be scatterbrained and have some like linear thoughts especially since this is my first podcast i've been so nervous about doing this and it's mainly because i'm scared to just like go down the rabbit hole and just like talk about a subject for so long um I've been excited. I'm excited to be doing it now, though, and like sharing it with you guys because I love going down the rabbit hole in my mind into my friends. But even if it's just me like rambling on for so long with a couple side comments, I think it's really good for me to just project myself and put my opinions out there because otherwise, there's nobody's gonna hear them, You know, like I keep them, I keep them pretty wrapped up. People just understand it as rambling, but on here I actually go somewhere, improve points to myself, which is pretty cool. Even if the points are meaningless, like, like my in, like me inferring into my own dream, you know. Or me talking about an anime in the way that the story's built compared to other TV shows. I want to talk a little bit about the pandemic at hand and like what's happening with everything i've been in quarantine like two months now and i can't help feeling helpless and bad for other people out there that have it worse than me and me knowing that we're just not supposed to do anything you know like there are people starving on the streets they're like homeless people that are like actually being hit hard by this and the country staying saying stay inside my friend uh Medi, showed me the outside of chicago and was like downtown because he's an essential worker he works at a bagel shop so i don't know if that's essential it's a restaurant so maybe it is um but he showed me downtown and with all without all the business people there the streets are just empty and usually you would see, like, some people begging, or, like, any trace of life, really, but, like, I'm just wondering what's happening with those people, and it might be, like, bad for me to think that way, but they definitely need help right now, and I don't know if the country is, like, totally, like, do they, can they claim a stimulus check online, you know, like, are they getting $1,200, do they have the, they can't do that with that, with, like, they don't pay taxes so they can't get money back to it's, it's like such a flawed mechanic that only the people who are profiting can get those stimulus checks they can the actual people who need help are the people on the streets and they don't they don't get enough help and i i don't see them i know that they're not being like i've seen videos i know that they're not being like totally cautious about the whole virus but i don't think that they have a choice to be cautious when they're still trying to live like normal people and trying to survive you know um i don't know i'm i guess i'll dedicate this podcast to donating for uh to uh homeless people or something or like centers that actually help them out during this time and are like okay with helping them other than that i may want to go on like a little bit of a rant about what's happening with like people profiting still off of all this we know that like grubhub grubhub I, in my opinion doordash grubhub postmates all of the online services including amazon that are really like the workers don't profit you know They barely profit. I mean, I'm sure during this time they get a lot of money. But they're still not making enough for what they're doing. I mean, they're putting their, like, people who are actually infected, like, can actually be hurt by being infected, are still doing these jobs. I see people who are, like, 60-plus delivering food in Chicago. And that's, I don't feel like that's okay. I mean, how much are they getting paid, you know? And how much are... These companies profiting off these people. Maybe there should be wage bonuses for working at this time or something. Maybe they should start charging restaurants less of a fee to actually put out their food so that the restaurants profit. Because the only ones making money right now are these online services that are really just third-party middlemen, you know? delivering food is like a third-party middleman thing to do and it'd be one thing if each driver got paid however much they get paid with no like reduction from the actual grubhub people but they're still they're still profiting during this time you know in the actual working class and people who are like delivering food are, are they're making money but it could be more it should be more for like they're them putting their own lives like at risk this thing. Yeah, that's uh I think that's all I had to talk about today. I just wanted to try to ramble on to some subjects. Um I didn't really have any phil- philosophical views today. I had some like insights on the world, I guess, but I've been waiting for that spark, especially for my first podcast when I made the when I made the um introduction to this whole thing. I felt like this energy around me like I was ready to speak I was ready to go with the flow I mean right now I'm definitely ready to go with the flow and ready to do it but I've already (laughs) used up so many so much of my energy speaking about other subjects and I don't know how much I can go into philosophical views and how the world's working right now I'm sure not a ton of people want to hear about like my thoughts about coronavirus but hopefully some of you out there are listening and actually vibe with it or whatever other than that just like have a great day i guess the next time i'll be on hopefully i'll get a little deeper on things and a little because right this one felt so on the surface for so many of the topics that i went on and i know i could go deeper into into life you know All right. Thanks for listening.